All right, hello, podcast fans, and welcome to Casual Nonsense. I appreciate you checking out the show today. If you have not already, please head on over to the social media platform of your choice and be sure to give us a follow. We got room for everybody. So today's show, we tried something a little new, a little different. We decided to do our first sports-related show, and really, what better sport than the NFL? So I'm joined by two regulars on the Casual Nonsense podcast. Uh, we have Lord Booze, and we have Tim Wonder. And we tackle a few burning questions related to this upcoming season. You know, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who isn't, uh, who's maybe on the hot seat, things like that. Booze also gives a few of his uh, locks of the year, and I'm quoting there. Uh, so if you're a gambling man, you can keep a listen for that. So hit us up in the comments if you agree or disagree with some of the predictions that we make today. Casual Nonsense is uh, venturing into its first ever sports episode, and I thought nothing better than uh, talk about the NFL, which is uh, I'd say the most popular sport, if not my personal favorite, which it is my personal favorite. So, And the other thing is, who better to do some sports show with than with two regular casual nonsense co-hosts? So first, we'll introduce Lord Booze who is the uh, self-proclaimed champion of the Casual Nonsense co-hosting uh, arena. Booze, doing good today? Doing great. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's the NFL. I am ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> it really is the best time of the year. Awesome. Also here is our uh, kind of the other end of the spectrum as far as uh, sports fandom goes. Uh, and if you, uh, if you know him, you love him. We have Mr. Tim on the phone. So, Tim. What's going on, Good Mark? Good to see you, Tim. Good to see you, too, man. I don't know why I took you as a rugby fan. <laughs> I, you know, I never played. I, I don't think I play now in this life, but I, I would have played before when I could knock some heads around. I feel like you you seem like a rough and tough kind of guy. I feel like you'd be a good rugby player. If I tell you I played volleyball, does that change your opinion of me? A lot, yes. actually. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> okay, moving on. All right, so welcome both you guys. I'm glad that we could get this uh, arranged, do some, some some NFL talk today. The plan right now is um, I get a few hot takes, hot topics to talk about, and I want to get your opinions on these. Uh, you guys both have good knowledge of not just the NFL but all sports. So we're going to talk, you know, we're going to focus just on the NFL today ahead of the NFL season, which is coming out in just a few days. It starts. Um, you guys want to say anything else before we get started? Are you ready to dive right into this? Uh, well, I'll start off by uh, proclaiming here and now, um, so that way no one accuses me when we win the Super Bowl of bandwagoning, <laughs> but I'm a lifelong New York Giants fan, um, not a Jets fan. Uh, I don't support every New York Jet, New York team. I'm a New York Giants fan, and when we win the NFC East and the Super Bowl this year, let it be known that Tim said it first. All right, I'd like to jump into just very briefly. I mean, as Tim is a diehard New York Giants fan, I am a diehard New England Patriots fan. Uh, sorry, six-time world champion New England Patriots fan. Glad to be here with Tim. He's had a couple of wonderful victories over the Patriots with some missing holding calls and some lucky throw in the air. We won't get any further than that. Great quarterback play. And so, uh, but I'm happy to be here to talk about it. So I, I think it's good that we get our allegiances out here now and, and first. And, you know, actually my father grew up a Giants fan before the Patriots were around. So I'm not an anti-hated Giants fan, just you know, one call where there was 12 holdings and some guy caught it on his helmet. But we won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, your father was a great man. And uh, listen, I just want to say, Booze, I, I'm a big fan of your work, uh, listening to you for a while now. It's great to finally get to share the microphone with you. And uh, let's do some damage. 
Same here, too. Let's do it. Well, now that we get that out of there, I sense a potential longer Boston versus New York discussion for another time. So we'll see how this goes. Always ready. So first thing on my docket is let's just let's just go right back to the Super Bowl champs. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. Can they repeat? You know, looking back at, uh, I think, in history, the last team to repeat was New England in 03 and 04. So repeating is not an easy task. Uh, the Chiefs have been, I don't know, I'm not ready to call them a dynasty, but they've been, a, you know, a perennial winning team for the last, you know, we'll say, what, five, six years, whatever it is. Booz, what do you think? You think they have enough in their tank to uh, to run it back? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he might be for the next 10 years. So in uh so they always have a chance of winning it. It's like when, when we had Brady. You know, every time Brady was under center, he had a chance of winning. So I think the Chiefs, uh, Andy Reid's a great coach. And as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and Andy Reid's the coach, you can't you can't uh, rule them out. Tim, would you agree? Or you think uh, – well, you don't think they'll repeat because you just made your declaration for the Giants. But besides the Giants, are the Chiefs uh, second best? Aside from the fact that the Giants are going to the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs definitely have a great chance of repeating. And actually, I'm surprised they haven't already repeated. I'm going to challenge one thing that you said already. I do believe that they are a dynasty. Uh, I believe they've been to, what, four straight conference championship games. They got outclassed by your guy, Tom Brady. And they've, they've gone through so much. They've lost so much. They've uh, been depleted so many times, and yet they still manage to be in the conversation. They still manage to dominate teams, and uh, it goes no further than the two guys you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They're really dynamic. I, I really thought that after Tyreek Hill left that they were going to take a huge drop-off, uh, but somehow they keep finding ways to win with kind of a bunch of scrub players, uh, Hardman, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. I don't know how they're doing it, but uh, I I've kind of have full faith and confidence in Patrick Mahomes at this point, and I don't believe in anything he can't do. So, yeah, Juju's on our team now, unfortunately. But uh, you know, uh, I think the one thing against them is that Chris Jones is holding out right now, and uh, he he says he'll wait till week eight if he has to. So if uh, if he you know doesn't sign a contract before kickoff, you know, Kansas City has won every game at home. Let's see them go to an AFC Championship game in Buffalo or Cincinnati see how they handle it there that that's where i'm not ready to call them a dynasty yet the patriots went on the road and won a couple of these things in pittsburgh twice and in a couple other places san diego back in the day so i want to see kansas city in the playoffs go on the road and win a game and win the, and go to the super bowl that way i'll call them a dynasty right now eh, you kind of had everything at home you had you had you had the crowd you got I want to see you go on the road and win a big playoff game on the road. So here's here's the thing with me. I, I feel like the AFC, while they've gotten significantly better, there's still a lot of holes that the Chiefs have an opportunity to exploit. I look at the Bengals' offensive line, which still uh, has holes in it, and that's really what let them down last year. Um, I look at – and I'm not going to talk too much about the other teams, but I look at the Jets, which you know probably may have made the biggest leap forward on the AFC, and they – uh, they still have holes in themselves as well. I'm not sure what's going on with Diggs up in Buffalo. Everyone's saying that everyone's good and everyone's happy, but uh, I don't know. I still think there's uh, chemistry issues there as well. So I feel like the continuity they have with the Chiefs, uh, with uh, their players and their coaching staff. I know Eric and me left, but uh, I know that with that continuity they have, they have a really strong chance to exploit a lot of the younger teams and the teams that have not yet proven that they can uh, fix some of those holes yet. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I just want the Chiefs to lose so I don't have to see any more Jackson Mahomes TikToks. So uh, you know, what's a 
let's go with anybody else. So uh, one of the people you named booze was, uh, you know, was the coach of the Chiefs, Andy Reid. And I think that's that's the one reason why if if you're tipping the scales on a dynasty, I think that's the one difference maker. You know, you look at the Patriots doing it with, you know, Belichick obviously was that staple in New England uh, was still is for such a long time. You know, Reed Reed brings that same he commands that same respect from his players. So they're building a culture up there that prolongs over multiple seasons. It's not bringing a few talented players. You do a two to three year run and then you break up the team and then new players come in. And then, Tim, what you were saying about Mahomes, he's got to pass to different people and, um, you know, different scrubs or did, you know, people come and go as far as receivers go or whatever. You know, that's that's shades of Brady. That's what Brady did. Yeah. Brady didn't have any good receivers yeah. until he got, you know, Gronk and, and Moss. And he, and then and when he had the talent, I mean, he, he broke records. You know what I mean? But he was doing it with with Troy Brown and, you know, and I mean, good quality players. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also a fanboy. So to me, they were great players. But to the rest of the NFL – they're role players. He came in and the dink and dunk and all the stuff he would do. I think the one um, key player we're, while we're talking about receivers and, and people who are depleted, uh, I think that they do have a real weapon on the offensive end in Kadarius Tony. I know he injured himself in training camp, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for. But watching that kid play for the Giants in his, in his one year, when he can stay healthy, he is truly a, a, a dynamic player. He has... Who is this player? Kadarius Tony. Um, so the Giants drafted him. Uh, he's a stud. He made a huge play. He was some huge plays in the playoffs last year. Did um, you bring us back to the Giants again? I, I just I'm mentioning that you know <laughs> every segment we're going to make sure there's a Giants plug in there somewhere. I need to get a buzzer here. I'm every buzz road leads to East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> but you, but you know what? He he's he's someone I was frustrated because we couldn't get him on the field for the Giants, and we traded him. And as soon as we traded him, he started mentioning, "All right, I'm ready to go for the for the Chiefs." And he, he was up and down, uh, but when it came playoff time, he was ready, and he he really performed. Uh, he's a stud, and people don't know it yet because he hasn't had enough field time, but he's going to be really good if he can stay healthy uh, with Patrick Mahomes. So it's not just Travis Kelsey anymore that you have to look out for. You can't just double, triple team him anymore. And, and Tony can set good screens as well. I, I feel like the, he gives the Chiefs offense another element to for, t- for defenses to contend with. But I will uh, say your point, Booz, on Chris Jones is, was – spot on uh they have to figure that out they have to they have to pay him uh, I, I think that week one or two go by and they struggle on defense and i do expect them to uh they're gonna have to make some decisions yeah and uh, my last thought on it is that uh and you said this tim is um you know the patriots you had charlie weiss you had josh mcdaniels you had bill o'brien eric the is a really good football coach he should be a head coach and uh, losing him, I'll be secure. I know Andy Reid's his offensive guru, and he's kind of taking over the offense. But I really liked Eric Bieniemy. I wonder how that's going to play with him gone. Well, you know they brought in um, Matt Matt Nagy Nagy. I'll pronounce his name. The guy from the Bears. They brought him in now, so we'll see how he does. All right. So um, so consensus, uh, we think the Chiefs are still going to be top team. I mean, until they show otherwise, right? Why would we think something different? So, They're going to be in the title game. Yeah, there's a good chance they're going deep into the playoffs. I think that's that's a fair assumption. They, they're still the class of the AFC. Uh, I personally think maybe they, they should have lost to the Bengals last year. It didn't happen. I don't want to blame refs for misholding calls and, and different pass interference that didn't get called. But, you know, whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Tim, you mentioned uh, you started talking about the Jets a little bit and what they've done this offseason. So let's dive into the Jets for a moment. They pick up Aaron Rodgers. Is he enough to make this team over the top? 
I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember Brett Favre going from Green Bay to New York, and that didn't work out too well for him. I mean, are the Jets savable? Savable is that a word? I don't know. You know, they did get Dalvin Cook as well, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they've definitely got some offensive weapons, and I think that Randall uh, Cobb's 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 Cobb. Randall Cobb is also in the Jets, so he's got that chemistry built in already with uh, with Rodgers. But what do you think? Uh, so here's the thing: the Jets were already really good. They had the o- offensive rookie of the year last year and the defensive rookie of the year <laughs> last year? year. What year? Last year. <laughs> they were they were really good last year. Um, 1967, Mark. <laughs> Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. So they collapsed at the end of the year was, was their problem. Uh, but they showed elements that they weren't that far off. Yes, they're in a tough division, uh, but – uh, minus the Patriots, uh, but besides them, they, it's a pretty tough division, and uh, they didn't just get Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, they they grabbed a, a few other guys um, uh, and brought with them. Uh, they Bryce Hall, running back, also is healthy and is, is off the uh, injured list now. Uh, so they're bringing back guys who got hurt and who weren't able to contribute as much last year. Uh, they extended uh, Quinton Williams. Um, on the defensive end, so they have they have a solid defense with the solid offense. Really, the only question mark is coaching for them. Do they have the an experienced coach yeah. that can bring it all together for them? Uh, Rogers, I, I don't have a comment on him. He's uh, he is who he is. Will he be able to have chemistry with his teammates? Um, he brought enough guys that he really likes. So I feel like you know Alan Lazard. That should work out but he's 50 50 the last couple years even in green bay like he's got up games and bad games and you know i don't i don't know about his health i don't know what was going through his head at the time but i I mean you gotta think he's 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 still a great quarterback because he's just smart but he's still three or four years past his uh his prime when you got championship caliber aaron Rodgers. so um and you even mentioned the coaching and booze i'm gonna let you chime in in just a moment but building a good team is more than just buying free agents it's having that coaching and like we talked about with andy reed like building that culture you know these guys are going to come in they're there for the win and they're there for the paycheck and sometimes that works you know like like uh i don't know check out you know the miami heat for a couple of years but then sometimes it doesn't you know sometimes you just need a deeper, you know, camaraderie in, in the clubhouse and maybe they bring it. Like, I don't, I don't know, but the leadership skills of Aaron Rodgers, is, I assume pretty good, but if they can't gel really that fast, then they could be in trouble. Yeah. Um, I'd like to make this announcement now to everybody listening. Um, I'm a diehard Boston sports fan. I hate the Lakers. I hate the Canadians. I hate the New York Yankees. I hate the New York jets more than, more than life itself. <laughs> The Jets are the biggest loser franchise in the history of losers in the AFC East, okay? Joe Namath isn't walking through that door, and Ayahuasca Aaron Rodgers isn't going to win them a Super Bowl. He's been to one, one Super Bowl in his whole career, and I have to hear how he's one of the greatest quarterbacks all the time. He is a loser, a perennial loser. And uh, I think he'll start doing his little text messages like Brett Favre did back in the day in New York. That said, they're they're pretty good. But I will say this. I'm looking at my screen, and I see Lord Boo's on the left, Tim in the middle, and Mark in the right. We might be a better offensive line than the New York Jets have right now. Their <laughs> offensive line is so bad. It, it's really bad. So um, the Patriots have a better offensive line than the New York Jets. You know, I remember back in 2001 watching Vinny Testaverde, and this was going to be the year. 
And I was sitting at that time in my wife slash girlfriend's apartment in Connecticut, and I saw Vinny Testaverde drop back on the first play of the season against the Patriots and blow out his Achilles, and that was the end of the Jets' season. I, I've seen the the, <laughs> the, the, the the CHIs come in, and yeah, they beat the Patriots once in the playoffs. I'll give them that. He is a new guy, and he was eating hot dogs, you know, three weeks later and never see him again. And I see the last guy come in, uh, you know, Darnold, and he plays the Patriots, and all he saw was ghosts. And then, uh, you know, last year, you know, we're not going to talk about that guy. He's now, you know, playing back up to Rodgers. But the Jets are going to be the Jets, and I'm not worried about them at all. And I actually think the Patriots are going to actually have a close to similar record than the New York Jets. How many how many wins did the Jets get this year? What's the over? They get do they get ten? No. Wow. No. They're nine and eight. All right. I'll say this: they they brought on uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who's uh, Aaron Rodgers' guy as far as offensive coordinator. Um, he's consistently been in the top half, which is not the best, but in the top half in offensive rankings as a offensive coordinator or in all his positions uh, in his entire career. You couple that. So what I'm saying is you don't have to be the number one coordinator to draw up creative offensive line schemes um, and to, to find ways to block. Um, you, he has a bunch of talented running backs uh, beyond just Dalvin Cook, TJ Conklin at tight end. They, they have guys who can help block just long enough to let the talent do the, what the talent does. And they're a very talented team. Hackett was awesome last year in Denver town. He was, he was awesome. <laughs> I, I said most of, most of his career, he's been, He's not a he's not a head coach, but I said as an offensive coordinator, um, he was good in Green Bay. Yes, he was good in Green Bay. Yes. And Robert Sala, I mean, he's a great clapper and he says a lot of great swears on Hard Knocks, and he's one of the best swear guys I've ever heard on Hard Knocks. You know, I, I, when the chips are down, I'm telling you, the Jets are gonna jet, and the J E T S Jets 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 will be third, third, third place this year. So let's go. I'm gonna give him second place. Second place. Yeah. Uh, behind Buffalo, you think Buffalo's taking the division? I do. I think. I think they're gonna. I think the uh, Jets are gonna be above Miami by like a game. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's stick with the AFC East for a moment then. Uh, so, booze. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with you on this one, but uh, I'm gonna ask you not to get too deep into the uh, into the Belichick career, right? <laughs> if you will, that'll be a call for another day. Sure. The question is: Is Belichick on the hot seat right now? You know, here's a guy who hasn't won a playoff game in over three years. Brady versus Belichick a couple years ago when they split. Who's Who's in the better situation? I mean, you know, I think Brady kind of won that won that battle. You know, we're stuck with Mac Jones. Like, is he the answer in New England? I'm I'm going to say no, he is not. But um, you know, I think to a degree, I think Belichick is a victim of his own success because for the last 20 years, you've been this incredible franchise that everybody hates. You've been this dynasty and you've built this culture, and you're still trying to do that. But now, what's happening is that you're. I don't want to say he's being exposed for having lack of talent. But you realize how much talent and leadership Brady brought to the table there that a coach can't do it alone no more than a quarterback can do it alone. What do you think? Is, is, uh, is Belichick on his last couple of years in this town? So um, it, it's complicated, and I'll, and I'll explain. Uh, if Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator last year and the Patriots went 8-9, and nine, Belichick would not be on the hot seat. The fact that he put in a defensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator and then turned into an absolute <laughs> – dumpster fire to the epic extreme of it felt like I was watching the 1988 Patriots over again with, you know, with Tony Eason. And it, it was a complete disaster. You know, he was a fall for his own hubris that he thought he was the greatest coach of all time. So yeah, he's on the hot seat. Now, 
the complicated part about him is that he's 17 wins away from the all-time record. And so he's 70, going to be 71 years old. What does Robert Kraft do? I mean, he keeps him. He was burned once already. He let Brady go. And the next thing you know, Brady wins the Super Bowl, right? So uh, he's got a big decision to make. If they go eight and nine this year, then he's nine wins away. It's a tough decision. I mean, that's potentially three seasons away from getting it. Unless yeah, they I mean, get a winning season. Exactly. And for me as a Patriots fan, a loyal Patriots fan, I like as a sports fan, okay, as a sports fan, and I think Tim and you would agree, I wouldn't mind going 4-13 and 13 and seeing a bunch of young players start grow together and like, oh, there's something cooking here, or go 14-3. and three. But 8-9 and nine and 9-8 nine and eight sucks. <laughs> it's, it, just, it, it's just not – it doesn't show progress. You're just stuck in the middle. I mean, the NBA, you do not want to be the seventh seed every year. You want to be one or last. Football is the same thing. So I'm kind of getting bored of the Patriots. I love my Patriots. I watch every game. But 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine, is not fun football. And and there's no – you're not going to get a top five pick, and you need that to get you – know, you know, right now, I mean, most quarterbacks, except for you know the Lord and Savior Tom Brady, were a first-round top picks here. Or, or, you know, you're not going to get – another Mac Jones isn't going to help you. So this is a big year. It, I, I would say as a fan, if they go 8-9 and nine or 7-10, and I'd be like, let's, let's, it's time. Now, if he goes if he goes 10-7 okay. and seven, and I'm seeing the young kid progress, the draft is supposedly they hit it pretty well, we'll see, then I'm going to give him another year, to, another year to see how it goes. But the Matt Patricia Joe Judge move last year was an incredible, the worst thing he's ever done in history of his coaching. That's hard to come back from. All right, Tim, what do you think? Is he, uh, you feel the same way? Are you guys crazy? Are you crazy? It's Bill Belichick <laughs> we're talking about, man. It's Listen, since Tom Brady left and went to Tampa Bay, his quarterbacks have been Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Oh, no swearing on the podcast, Tim. Bailey, can't. Bailey Zapp. <laughs> Okay, and and Hoyer have been his quarterbacks. Listen, this is this is Bill Belichick that we're talking about, and and might I remind you, the Cam Newton year was a disaster, but then he won ten games with Mac Jones the year after. Now I'm I'm a Mac Jones guy. I love. I went to college in Alabama. I'm a Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, Roll. You know, but he's a game manager. He's not your quarterback of the future. When Bailey Zapp came in and did his thing for two games, we created quarterback controversy last year. And that's, you know, it, and it's not the continuity. That's not the, you know, the team chemistry that you need in order to win. Uh, the fact that he was able to win 10 games the year before and make it to the playoffs, you know, yes, he had a great defense, amazing defense the year before. But, you know, Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. He still knows how to find ways to win games. Um, I think that you can't get rid of him with that with such a talentless team. Yeah, it's talentless because the general manager is terrible. You know who the general manager of the New England Patriots is? Bill Belichick. They're talentless because they uh, they haven't drafted well. Fair. Um, Bill Belichick. Fair. But then what free agents want to go to New England? I mean, I don't even want to go to New England. Why would anyone want to go to New England? Whoa. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Tim, the September 1st to September 21st is some great weather in New England. I mean, the rest of the year is rough, but, man, those three weeks are really nice. So I think Tim's right, though, right? So you're looking at, you got, like you're right, the last three years of quarterbacks, with the exception of Mac Jones, we'll give him his rookie year. He impressed a little bit. You know, they've been trash. I mean, we got 
you got Cam Newton playing with like, you know, half an arm, you know what I mean? And wants to run more than pass or whatever. You know, you, you're in a situation where, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, if someone wins for 20 straight years and has this incredible record, I, I guess you're right. That buys you a little more leeway. So if you're Robert Kraft, you don't want to see Belichick break the win total on another team because yep. he's not going to retire until he breaks no that record. He got, he'll, he'll go back to Cleveland. You know what no. I mean? He'll go back to so the there's Jets. No, there's no way... There's no way Kraft lets him go <laughs> because you said it, Booz. You know, they let Brady go. He goes and he wins a Super Bowl. You know, so he got number seven or whatever it was, right? Uh, I lose track of how many fingers he has for rings, right? But uh, no way he lets Belichick go. Uh, thank you. He lets doesn't let Belichick go until he gets that win total to say, you did this in New England. You are the – I mean, to the point where if he comes back, like like I'll throw this out there. If he comes back, and let's just say in the next three to four years, Belichick wins the Super Bowl and then he retires, right? I don't know if they're set up for that right now, but if he does, uh, I mean, you're changing the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy. Like, let's be fair. Yeah, but Mark, here's a couple things. And again, I love Bill. I want Bill to stay. He, he's Darth Vader. You know, I'm I'm a stormtrooper. I'm all a part of this. I'm all in. You know, you know. But you're an IT, Mark, right? You have people who work for you. Why do you why do you invite the guy who's in charge of catering to be the second man in IT, and it falls apart? Who who they're gonna look at you like? Why the hell did you Why the hell would you hire the caterer to be in IT? You know that's what he did last year. <laughs> yeah, but but think of it this way, right? Like I think we all agree that was a mistake when he hired that guy and brought him in there. But that's someone Patricia's also someone that he's worked with for over ten years, and he felt he was confident to do it. Right, he still had a, a quarterback, which now, we, as Tim mentioned, was a quarterback controversy, which makes half the team want one quarterback and the other half for another. But also, he's done it all already. Like at this point, as good of a coach as he is, he hasn't had to deal with an offensive coordinator too much. He was an offensive coordinator himself. There was one year that didn't even have one, you know. So he took a chance. It didn't work. It's not like he went more than a year with it. Like I mean, we knew after three weeks it wasn't going to work. This goes back to 2018, actually. If you're a Patriots fan. Brady didn't like Garoppolo. Belichick had a little hissy fit and traded Garoppolo for a second-round pick and then had nothing planned after that. His plan was to have Garoppolo. And actually, probably the Falcons game, as wonderful and great it was, if they lose that game, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the quarterback in 2019, right? So all of that happened, and he never, he never had a plan B. And it was just throwing dartboards. I don't think he even wanted Mac Jones. He actually didn't want Mac Jones. No. You know my my gripe with my gripe with Belichick is that he's not afraid to make big splashes. He he likes to be very conservative with how he does his team. You know you look at his his staff right now. Uh, Bill O'Brien is there as offensive coordinator, but he he brought Joe Judge back. You know from the Giants uh, after he flamed out. I take my Giants. Yeah, you loved him, Tim, right? He was a great coach, wasn't he? I, I yeah, you. Him. I hate yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he he's a he was a I believe he was a special teams uh, coordinator Correct. before, and then he became offensive um, line coach uh, when he came back to the Patriots. Now he's the assistant head coach. He's not. He's good at role specific coaching. So he's bringing back his guys. He's keeping his continuity. Uh, but going back to the quarterback thing for a second, in order to get a big. It's not the NBA. Quarterbacks don't just become free agents and just switch teams. You have to say, I'm going to trade you, you know, a top draft pick or a couple top draft picks for, um, you know, for your top draft pick or for your top guy, you know, for, for your Deshaun Watson or whatever like that and make a big splash that way and pay, overpaying a lot of money. Belichick's not that kind of guy. He's never been that kind of guy. That's not how we got Tom Brady. That's not how we won six rings. And so in an impossible situation of how do you move on past Tom Brady, you're expecting Belichick to be someone he's never been. 
in order to keep the train going. He's not going to be that way. He's going to grind it out. He's Is he going to be the four-win guy? Probably not. That's not him. He's going to put it all on defense all the time. You know, he's going to he's going to ride out his uh, his legendary coaching career um, with the Patriots. Robert Kraft is going to suck it up and be okay with losing because he's already cemented in history as one of the greatest owners of all time. And, you know, they're going to be okay with it. I I have them nine and eight. So we'll see what happens. I looked out my window right here and I saw a couple of pigs flying by. Uh, because that's how that's how that's the world's coming to where Tim is defending a Patriot coach, <laughs> uh, and he's being recorded while he does it. Because Mark, <laughs> all things lead to East Rutherford, and we know where Belichick came from. Exactly, it's better than rooting for Tom Brady. I'll say that. There you go. All right, let's move on from the Pats then. Um, so let's see if we can fire out a few more of these other questions that I had for you, gentlemen. So last year, Russell Wilson goes over to Denver. Throws up a, a shit sandwich pretty much all year long. You know, Sean Payton is now the coach over there. Does he make a difference? Does he have a better offense? Tim, what do you think? Uh, Russell Wilson make a oh, wait, recovery this, is, this year? This is about Russell Wilson? I thought this was about Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, listen, um, similar to Jamarcus Russell, um, no, he's not going to live up to expectations. Russell Wilson is undersized. He's getting older. Uh, he doesn't have a cannon for an arm. Anymore. But he doesn't hand the ball off on the two yard line. He doesn't. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm not even going to say he is the best decision maker. Uh, he is just very athletic. He he's a playmaker. He knows how to make plays with the ball in his hand. Okay. Um, but you put him in a situation now where the team, eh, all right. The coaching, all right. Uh, the continuity, I was hearing rumors last year that he was, he walked in all high and mighty thinking he was better than everyone else. Cause he had a single ring. Seattle doesn't get enough credit for how good they were when Russell Wilson was on those teams, uh, across the, I mean, receivers, well, the back. defense was phenomenal. Defense was one of the best yeah. defenses in the league, in, in the history of the league. I'll say, I'll go out there and say it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be much better. I think that we've we, we've already started to see the decline of Russell Wilson. I think that his career is going to uh, come to an end probably in the next year or two. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I, I, I What we saw last okay. year wasn't a, a blip. I think it was an indication of things to come. Uh, I know they tried to blast uh, Nathaniel Hackett afterwards, and I was with Aaron Rodgers defending him. Um, you know, I don't think he did as crappy of a job as it was schemes as russell wilson did as quarterback play he's cashed he's cashed all right do you agree you agree he's he's not coming back let russ cook russ is cooked cooked all right well clearly none of us are really like denver fans anyway we can all agree that (laughs) that we could care less if he comes back and does good or not but you know what i'm happy for him he's a beautiful family i think he's having like his fifth kid right now you know go stick to what you're good at russ he's a celebrity now he was a great quarterback in Seattle for a couple of years. He was he was money, um, but he's cashed. I just think he's he's done. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you have it. Russell Wilson done in Denver. All right. So while we're on quarterbacks, I mean, what the heck's going on in San Francisco? Have they announced the start yet, Booz? Have you paid any attention to what's going on over there? Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> I've been reading a lot about it the last couple of days. It is. It is wild. Um, Unleash the Brock Landers Purdy. Let's go, Brock Purdy. You know he's the man. I mean, he's has he been named? Has he named starter? Yeah, uh, it sounds like he's number one right now. So, um, okay. you know, he's one of my two, Sam he's one of my two Super Bowl start. picks. Darnold's two, 
but uh, I got I got the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So um, let's go, Debo. That they're loaded. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, how far did they get last year? Remind me where they NFC finished NFC Championship year. game when they had no quarterbacks, and I think McCaffrey was the quarterback. And by the way, I think McCaffrey could be the MVP of the league this year in that system. If he stays healthy, they're going to be very tough to beat. They're in a weak division. They're going to win all their division games for the most part. Seattle might give them a game, but Arizona's garbage. The Rams are about 100 years old. I, I think it's time for San Francisco to go back to the Super Bowl. I think everybody likes the 49ers. I, I don't know anyone like, you know, like you were saying earlier how much you hate the Jets and, you know, Tim has a hatred for the Patriots. I guess I don't really hate the 49ers. Like they, they rival with anybody. Cowboys. I think the 49ers. I, Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fair. I love, I love Joe Montana growing up in Jerry Rice. I'm, you guys are awesome. So because of that, I think the 49ers are always going to be like, Hey, I don't, you know, I'd rather my team wins over your team, but. If your team wins, I'm cool with that. You know, man, um, the, the problem is going to be with their decision-making. Um, Trey Lance, they, they got him for three uh, draft picks, top draft picks, and yeah, they just didn't invest in him. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, but I'm not sure if he is a great decision-maker. Um, and we've seen it. We saw it with him with Dan Quinn in Atlanta and how uh, – you know, poor that turned out. He has a great team. There's no reason why they shouldn't make it back to the conference championship against my Giants. But I'm not sold on Brock Purdy yet. Um, he had a good year last year <clears throat> behind Jimmy G. But th- that rotating door of quarterbacks, I-, I don't know. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. I feel like there's going to be some continuity issues, chemistry issues. Um, Christian McCaffrey yeah. is arguably the best uh, Swiss Army knife in the league. He can do it. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I was honored to have seen him in person when he was in Charlotte. He is really dynamic. Debo Samuel is so strong. Uh, he, is, he is a stud. And George Kittle you know, speaks for itself. If he can stay healthy, you know, he's he's a top three. They got a lot of weapons over there in San exactly. Francisco. Exactly, so, yeah. I mean, you could, doesn't, you, could, you could be playing quarterback for them and probably still get eight or nine wins. You yeah. know what's funny is the overthinking of things is um, – you know, the original pick they really wanted was Mac Jones. And yeah, right. It was. And yeah, um, it was. Yep. Mac Jones, better quarterback in the San Francisco offense. I, I think he might have been for that offense. I'm not saying he's a better. And uh, Trey Lance has a lot of talent, I think, in the right system. He could be pretty good. He, I mean, he only played like 12 games in college. But uh, it's just funny that, that you just think about those. What if Mac was there and Trey Lance was in New England? It'd be an interesting uh, thought. And it should have happened that way. They changed their mind at the last second. Let me hit you with another what if. Um, any chance that the uh, Niners try to recoup some of that value from Trey Lance? Obviously, they're not going to get what they gave for him. But there's teams out there who Absolutely need a, a quarterback. And you know, what do you think would be a good landing spot for Trey Lance? Uh, should they commanders? Trade him? I like it. Washington needs a Washington needs a, a quarterback. My wife grew up in Virginia, so I follow the Commanders a lot, and um, they need like that guy. And with the new ownership, I, I why not? I mean, Howell could be good. I don't know. I haven't seen much of him play, but uh, Washington needs kind of like now they have the new owners. Thank God. I, uh, something like him might be something uh, something you know in Washington. I can see that. All right, so we'll see how the season plays out. We'll see what happens with San Fran. Purdy stays healthy. You know, Lance becomes expendable. Maybe they get some pieces, or, or like you said, that you got to cut some of that, uh, some of that payroll off the books, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of payrolls and other quarterbacks, we get the Sean Watson in Cleveland. Uh, is this the year he finally earns his paycheck, or what? No. Boo says no. 
So, I mean, Cleveland has no weapons, right? Like, who, who does Cleveland have for weapons up there? I mean, Deshaun's going to single-handedly probably win a couple games because he's got a lot of talent, but, you know, that gets you only so far. Yeah, I don't see it with Deshaun anymore. I think he's lost his fastball. I think he, um, there's a lot there of him we could go into. I mean, we could talk 20 minutes about it, but I don't know if they have the right coach. I don't know if they have enough talent, and I think Deshaun Watson's got – I, I mean, I wasn't really – he didn't really – I know he was rusty and he came in for the last six games, and maybe I could be wrong, but that's a really tough division, some really good defenses, and uh, I just don't think he's he's the right fit for that team right now. You know, I, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I'm 50-50 on it. I don't think their team's as bad as we say they are. Um, Amari Cooper's past his prime, um, I'd say. I like him a lot, you know, a little tired. Uh, Nick Chubb is the best – running back in the league in my opinion and i think wait that, did you say mccaffrey was no nick chubb I, I, just running back uh, not swiss army knife oh. running back <laughs> let me, oh, okay let me clarify okay. that my bad nick chubb is the best <laughs> pure running back in the league in my opinion and um if he can stay healthy i think that's gonna that's gonna do wonders uh and and i think they, they did good with david and juco by himself um last i think it was last year the year before uh, like he he can be valuable as a receiver as well so they have they have some weapons. They're not totally depleted on the offensive side. I don't know what their offensive line looks like uh, or how they're going to perform. Um, but if Deshaun Watson can be even 75% of what he was in Houston, I think they make some noise in that division, actually. I, I got Baltimore and I, I have Cincinnati and Baltimore coming out of, of that division. I I just think uh, I think Baltimore's got a ton of talent. And I think, uh, I think Cincinnati has my favorite quarterback in the league right now. So, um, I, I just think it's a tough division. I think Pittsburgh's not that bad. They're, they're always Tomlin makes them always frisky. They're always a frisky team, and uh, good I love George Pickett. So um, I just don't think they got the horses. But you know, it pulled me along, Cleveland. I mean, uh, it's only been like ten thousand years without LeBron since you guys won anything. So uh, let's see a team win it without LeBron. Maybe LeBron can play tight end. I definitely don't think they could win the division, but I think they can hit, hit the wild card. Uh, I think that. You mentioned the Ravens. I know we're not talking about the Ravens right now, but they're an injury-prone team. They have a bunch of injury-prone players, and I'm not confident that they'll stay healthy the whole season. Um, while they're talented, I, I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not high on the Steelers at all. Um, I, I see them as a bottom-five team in the league. So so I could see Cleveland, again, Deshaun Watson played 70% of what he was in Houston. I could see them sneaking into the wild card and you know, maybe even winning a wild card game. Okay. All right. So those are the basic questions that I had today. So I appreciate you guys answering them. Let me ask you this though, for, you know, without getting specific with teams uh, for these th- these questions. So you guys have both said you like you like chi- you like Chiefs Chiefs out of the AFC. Is that you think that's still going to happen? Who, who's your AFC champion, Tim? Who, who's coming out of the AFC? At Chiefs. You get the Chiefs. Yeah. What about you, Booze? Who day going to beat those Bengals? Always. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals, AFC champions. All right. Their own offensive line is going to beat them. I, I got a feeling we're going to see the trilogy this year. Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, what about the NFC, Booze? Um, who's your who's your the trilogy? Who's your Niners, Bengals for the third time. All right. We're going to see the icky shuffle. We're going to see the icky shuffle. <laughs> we're going to see uh, Montana to Clark. And then we're going to see um, oh, all the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Montana to Rice. Montana to Taylor. And then you're going to see. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase, and it's going to be 31-26. The Bengals win their first Super Bowl ever. Wow. You want some, going to Vegas, put some money on that? 
I got some other good locks coming up with that, but yeah, I'll put in money on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Well, I'm sure my coworker Kevin, first of all, is listening, and he would love to see a uh, San Francisco Bengals uh, Super Bowl. So, Kevin, if you're hearing this, uh, I'll give Booze a shout out for you. Um, I disagree, though, Kevin. Um, I don't think it'll be the Bengals. I think it'll be the Chiefs, and against them. I don't think it'll be the 49ers because I still think it's going to be the Giants. I really feel strongly about the Giants this year. And I'm not just saying it because I love the Giants. I really like our team this year. I like our coaching. Um, I think Daniel Jones is going to take a step forward. Saquon Barkley is my only asterisk that I'm a little worried about. Uh, But he's playing for a lot. He he has a lot to prove. He has a lot to, uh, you know, win with incentives. I believe that we are going to beat out the Eagles in our division, which I'm never going to pick the Eagles, but if I were going to pick any other team but the Giants, it would be the <laughs> Eagles that I would say would be going. But I'm picking the Giants. All right. That's fair enough. All right. So, Booze, give me your top two locks. I got three locks, and I got I got a, I got a, I guess a long shot Super Bowl pick just for the fun of it. So here we go. My three locks, over-under picks. I got the Saints under nine and a half wins. I did not see the Saints going over nine and a half wins this year. Derek Carr, no shot. Okay. Okay. I got yeah. the Pats over seven and a half wins. I just think that if Tim, if Tim, if they're under seven and a half wins, then Bill Belichick is not the coach next year, and Gerard Mayo is. So I think Belichick's going to coach his butt off, and I think they're going to have over seven and a half wins. All right, my number one over under lock. Over seven and a half, which I think is absolutely criminal, is the New York effing Giants at seven and a half over. <laughs> I, I am stunned they're seven and a half over under. <laughs> that, that to me seems like stealing. I am putting money on the New York Giants at over seven and a half. All three of those I'm putting money on. All right. Wow. Two, two more things I got for locks. Um, MVP, I have Jalen Hurts. Easily a good good odds on Jalen Hurts. I have the Bengals at plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, we have to go. I want to throw one more in there, and I pick the Niners. But, man, the NFC is so weak. I got the Minnesota Vikings at plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. And all they have to do is get by the Niners or Eagles. So, you know, might want to just, you know, a little tasty there, throw a couple couple shekels on that just to see how that plays out. So those are my – couple of shekels. Those are, okay. those, are my, those are my interesting picks for the year for the – for the National Football League. Well, you made Tim happy because you, uh, you know, had some positive to say about the Giants after trashing all things New York up until this point. So there you go, Tim. You're not really a a, a gambler in the in the sports gambling sense, but um, you, you like any of those picks or, or not so much? I I like I like them all. Um, I, I I think they're all good picks. Uh, I, I think I agree with all of them. I'm I'm pretty high on the Vikings this year. Um, I was high on the the Lions until all those suspensions came down for gambling, ironically, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I was kind of high on the lions. They ended the season really well last year. Um, Jalen hurts MVP. He's going to put up a ton of stats. Just yeah. a ton of stats. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of high on Joe, Joe Burrow. Um, you're, you know, your guy. Um, I love him too. Even though he's an LSU guy. Um, I think he's a winner at every level. Wow, um, so great. He's he's a great player. Um, I think that should he stay healthy and should he get any kind of protection, um, he will uh, put up MVP numbers this year. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'd probably go Joe Burrow above Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has too many weapons. He's he has he the team doesn't yeah. even need him as much as they needed him last year to win. So I think that's going to hurt his case a little bit. You know that's what's good about that's what's so good about football because everything we're talking about here. 
pretty much none of it could probably come true and none of us would be surprised. You know, um, all the predictions they make, everyone's, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl, here's the top five teams. Something happens, injuries happen, another team comes out of nowhere and starts performing or overperforming. So this is why, like I said, the top of this podcast, why football is one of the greatest sports out there because, you know, the ball bounces one or two ways. It's a game of inches to quote a little Al Pacino in any given Sunday, right? Inches are everywhere in this game. Um, and it makes it so exciting to watch. Like it's one of those rare sports where you could, you could turn on a game and any team could be playing, um, and you could watch it, Yeah, you know, probably because you're looking for the fantasy ticker for the fantasy football stats, but either way you could watch any game and be entertained because that's how good the sport is. Can I ask a question of you, Mark? You sure can. Uh, give me your sleeper pick. Uh, team no one else is going to pick. No, no one else thinks we'll, uh, have a chance. Um, okay. I, you, you might not have guessed this one, but I, I like Jacksonville. Okay. I like Jacksonville. Okay. I think you're going to see uh, Trevor Lawrence come back with a breakout year. I don't know if he'll put up MVP numbers, but I think he's someone who uh, he. I watched a couple games. I'll just mention you could watch any games. I don't have the football package, or I didn't last year, so I caught a few of those games that were on or whatever. And you know, I'm not a quarterback scout. I'm not a football scout. I'm not even. But I I, I was impressed with how he played. And there's just a lot of little things you see, you know, because I watch Mac Jones play a lot and I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing? But for 20 years, I'm watching Tom Brady play. And when you see someone like Trevor Lawrence, not comparing the two by any means, but you just see little mannerisms and little actions. I think that, you know, it might just be camera angles or whatever, but I was impressed with them. So long answer, Jacksonville is going to be my, my sleeper team. Um, I think ESPN, what do they have Jacksonville at? They got them with 10 wins. Um, I think that's accurate. I, if I had to choose, I'll probably take, I'll probably take the over. I think that they're in a division that they can do pretty well in. Oh, yeah. So I'm thinking they could easily the weak be division. Very weak what, division. 11 and five, 11 and six or, you know, whatever. So that's my, that's my sleeper pick. The re- I agree with most of the rest you're saying. I mean, like anything else, you can't vote against the chiefs. You can't vote against the 49ers. Um, I'm not sold on the giants. I, 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 I agree with Booz's pick. They'll get more than seven and a half wins. Um, I don't know about Super Bowl, but you know what? If if that's the case, and we're sitting here in uh, you know Super Bowl time, I will probably let you wear your Giants jersey to the house while we record a podcast and talk about it. Love it. May God help us all if the Giants are playing the Super Bowl <laughs> in Vegas. I mean, oh man, they're gonna How have Mad Dog and Francesca there for another like uh, old school thing in Vegas. Oh my God, Just, I, there's no place I would. Rather, I, be, there's, I could pick any place in the world I would be there over Vegas with the Giants in the Super Bowl. My God, a, a, a torture for me. It'd be, it'd be, you know, I'm going to go in hiding if that happens. You, you, you could have paid me enough money to be in Vegas with New York Giants fans in the Super Bowl. I'll be there. Well, I want to. I want to say, uh, you know, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Lord Booze, for uh, jumping on the show today. I know we kind of threw this together and. Uh, you know, we want to talk some football. So here we are. We did it. So uh, this was the first official casual nonsense uh, sports talk. We'll see how that goes. Any closing uh, Any closing things? Uh, how about you, Tim? Anything? Any final thoughts? Uh, how about them Giants? <laughs> okay, booze. I am just pumped for the season. I'm pumped to see the Patriots and Giants play. We'll have the, Maybe we might have to get back on this thing before that kickoff in a, in a, in a month yeah. or two. Um, what, but, week is, uh, what week are they playing each other? 
you know, we can look it up. Yeah, I think NFL is the greatest sport in the world. I actually think, you know, besides the Giants, the Vegas is like the coolest Super Bowl location that we've ever had for a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it's going to be off the chain. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I think you should have it there every year, to be honest with you. Um, and the Rose Bowl. I always like a sucker for the Rose Bowl. I, I'm one who loves football. Actually, as a kid, every Sunday before ESPN had a million shows, I would watch the entire football Super Bowl movie marathon. So I could tell you, name me a Super Bowl. I can tell you who played in it and uh, where it was held and who won. So I am a diehard. I love the NFL. I love football. And uh, I am ready to go for this season. I think it's going to be an awesome season. I just think it's going to be a really good NFL season. Last year was a little, you know, it was a little um, irregular. The Demar Hamlin thing, it was just, it was kind of off a little bit. You know, I am just really pumped for this year. Awesome. That was like the longest final thoughts uh, ever. So thank you. for I was vamping to see if you got the Giants Patriots <laughs> game. Uh, I got what, it. What I got it. Was. So it's it's week twelve. It's it's uh, one week after your bye week and one week before our bye week. So. Uh, here we go. We have the bye week before the Giants. Saquon's gonna have tired legs, and Bill Belichick's always great with a week off between the games. Oh, poor Giants fans. And he'll be coming off of the Commanders and Colts before the bye week. So let's throw that out there. 24-13 Patriots. See you in 11 weeks, Tim. <laughs> See you then, Booze. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Casual Nonsense. Uh, you know, as always, we ask that you, you know, try to share this with a friend. Uh, make sure you like and follow on whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a like and follow. Well, we really appreciate it. And uh, stay casual.